0: So guys, and um, um, welcome back to the Jared and James channel. I'm Jared Weiss, and if you guys don't know that, must mean that you're not subscribed to the channel. So you know what to do, smash that subscribe, button. be sure to leave a like, drop a comment, let me know what you guys think of this video, follow me on every platform, and I post regularly everywhere. So for today's, for, for today's podcast, we, we actually have a, a, a very special guest like I'm so like, I've actually been following this guy for the past probably seven or eight months and like and he's tremendous like in like the whole holistic health world like, like um, as well as like the whole the whole like truther community so um, um everyone welcomes the podcast chance garden
1: hey what's up everybody thank you for having me on jared i'm excited to meet with you
0: of course same here i'm, 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 I'm it's definitely my absolute pleasure um, to have you on <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you start off by, by, by I'm telling the people a little bit like, like um, about who you are, I and mean, like what you do. I mean, when it comes to, like energy healing, like when it comes like to your podcast, I and mean, like when it comes like like I'm getting into like this truth stuff, i mean, like I'm, we'll, we'll, we'll take it from there.
1: Very cool. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff to talk about in those realms. First of all, people can follow me at the Interverse Podcast. That would be interversepodcast.com. I'm still hanging in there on YouTube. I think I fly under the radar somehow. And I've
0: got... I've actually been wondering how your podcast stays up on YouTube for the longest time.
1: The trick seems to be if you just don't talk about, or you don't call out the current thing, the current PsyOp. And then once it goes on a little while, uh, there's other things that are priority for banning. So I don't know, but I I like to use a lot of code words as well because it takes some of the, it takes some of the like, I don't know, juju out of particular ideas. If you make fun of it at the same time as also saying a word that the algorithm isn't going to know. So that's helpful. But my show, we cover off all kinds of things. Holistic health—that is true. Energy healing is my personal forte, something I've been interested in for probably over a decade now, at least a decade. That's probably accurate. So we can talk about my particular preferred methodology in terms of what you might expect on Interverse. Though health-related stuff isn't always the thing. I'm also very interested in the mental fitness of my audience and myself. So I've been on a research journey and a syncretism specialty for quite a while. I'm particularly intrigued in the interconnectivity between languages, symbolism, mythology, and how we can get to the roots of where these systems came from that we have made into religions, made into dogmas, made into reasons to have an us versus them mentality. I like to show that all of the spiritual traditions actually are emergent from a common source and what is good, true or beautiful about them is only in what reflects the actual world, the actual nature that we find ourselves emergent from. So from that regard, we can maybe realize we're way more similar than we are different. And I'm all about highlighting the uniqueness of the individual. I'm I'm pro-individual, I'm pro-uniqueness, but also... (laughs) <laughs> it's just kind of my tendency that I sort of want us all to get along a little better than we do. And, you know, realistically, maybe not on everything all the time, that's not possible, but I I'm super into spirituality from the DIY level. And by that, I mean experiential spirituality and not necessarily metaphysical ideas that are beyond the scope of knowing. I love talking to people about their subjective experiences, what they think they mean, but I'm reluctant to put myself into any camps of making large claims unless there's uh, evidence behind it. But in terms of my energy work, I am a human tuner. So I use tuning forks to detect stuck energy in people's field. And with that, we're able to return that energy into circulation and also assess what kind of beliefs about themselves they may be holding or unprocessed emotional issues they may have in there. And most importantly, how these things have. Colored the expectations about life for the person that we're working with, so that they can see patterns in their life story that maybe they didn't realize things were connected, seemingly dis- uh, different events and in, in their experience that you know, life is happening to me to flip that around to I'm happening to life to see how things have a common theme relating to whatever the most primary bottleneck of energy is for them, usually going back to childhood. And by revealing that to them, and they can see not just know what kind of trauma they experienced, because most of us know what kind of trauma we've experienced, but it's most important. What I've come to understand is that Really processing trauma or healing trauma has to do with figuring out how that stuff has influenced our behavior and our expectations about life, but particularly our behavior. And if we can see things about our personality in a new light, that it's pertaining to conditioning and not just to our innate personality that we were born with in a or that our spirit is carrying, it gives us a lot more leverage to make a different choice and express a different self. So you know, the higher self. <laughs> That's what I'm all about.
0: Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm, um, all that stuff. I'm totally. With me. Like, like, stuff, like, like, I'm, like I'm, I'm like fully on board with them. Like, Oh, it like, sounds awesome. i like speaking of which like, like, one of my favorite things, like, like you actually mentioned, um, Back when I mean, you were on um, Sam Tripoli's Tim Foyle Hot podcast, um, you actually mentioned this, this idea um, of, like, um, your outer world, like, is actually, like, um, this, like, mirror of your um, inner world. Um, and so it's, like, um, that, 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 that whole, like, concept, like, like fully clicked um, um, with me. Um, Especially because like, so many times like, in life, like whenever people like go through tough situations, like like a lot of people like see those situations like as like the world like like being like, against them, but like your whole like perspective like actually shifts that and then like sees like these struggles like as, as actually lessons and then, like God like in the universe like are trying to teach you like to tell to help you like step into step into like like your own power and then like like another like, jumping off point like, that, like I want to add on. To that is like that, that's actually one of the reasons why this whole like I like when it comes like to um, um, holistic health like, um, like um, actually makes like perfect sense to me like um, it's just like because like, um, this idea, like of like every input from your life and um, matters um to like your overall health i'm um, I mean, like like, I mean, like it's never just like. One thing um, that, that like immediately sends you into like chronic illness, um, like, like most of the time, like, um, like um, it's actually multiple different inputs um, um, that, that, all, that, that all like um, affects you like, like in certain ways. Um, um, like, um, go, um, and then um, like, like, like the whole thing is, um, so, so like um, when it came like, to, to my whole like health situation, like when it came like, to my whole um, um, life-threatening um, illness, like when it came to the acute phase, as well as like my whole like healing journey like that I've been on like ever since then. Even though um, much of what I went through um, wasn't actually my fault per se, like especially ba- especially based on like like what I actually knew. Um, um, at that time, once I actually did like i like the concept of like holistic health, and then like ultimately became my responsibility, and it's like change wherever needs to be changed, and like to actually begin like my whole healing journey. Like, so like when it comes like holistic health, my so really love like how like it actually puts you back in the driver's seat of like your own life.
1: Totally. And that's what has always been the most helpful thing that I learned from my parents, I think, is that we always have a choice. We always have a choice in everything. And that means that, you know, I extrapolate that out to that spirit itself, the animating force that gives our bodies, you know, life is itself synonymous with free will. So free will is always at the center of everything. And even in a life journey, say, Yours, for example, where it seems like things kind of happened outside of the realm of your choice, there's very likely some spiritual component, some pre life component where you signed up to have this experience. And I love seeing you doing what you're doing because, in terms of, you know, one aspect of how the illness had affected you being your speech, that you're bravely you know, people who can speak perfectly well without any impediment are afraid to go on and talk publicly, you know, so you're doing exactly what the throat energies for you need to express whatever stuck stuff is in there. And so for maybe a person like you, there's possibly ancestral energy coming into the mix. Like I had a client pretty recently where there are compounding factors that we were dealing with, but You know, one of these things had to do, like, there's a lot to do with like sacral chakra energy and energy about sexuality, guilt and shame around sexuality from a young age that seemed inappropriate to her own personal life journey in a lot of ways. And we discovered, oh, this is having it all. Actually, had a lot more to do with experiences her grandmother went through. Her grandmother being in a abusive boarding school situation where there was like a lot of rape and abuse for years as way too young of a kid and so she's inheriting this energy unknowingly and you know i like <laughs> going through she's going through school getting bullied for being pretty as a pretty girl like oh all the guys like you you must be a slut, you know and like very harsh experiences harsh reality for a young person to go through especially a girl to be you know accused of a bunch of stuff that isn't even true and that was very hard, and there's more to her particular story. But in terms of where it was coming from, a lot to do with inheriting some energy from the maternal ancestry that you know that <laughs> skipped over to her because it wasn't processed by her mom completely or enough. And so we, in a way, we are the extension of our entire line that's come before us. And so in this particular juncture in human history perhaps how extreme illnesses have gotten disease and and all that and dissonance in the general population might have to do with compounding issues of traumatized parents raising kids who get traumatized raising kids who get traumatized and it's starting to sort of stack up but now we are in a position to heal this stuff and go forward with a zero balance on this type of stuck energy and it's also, you know, it frees, it frees the spirits of our ancestors in a lot of ways as well, because they have, you know, they're, they're carrying, if you want to call it karma, they're carrying the effects yeah. of causes as well, even after they might pass on. And the people in our life that we're closest to, mom and dad in particular, if even if they're still alive, they have they're an extension of our energy field as much as we're an extension of theirs. In fact, everybody in our world, you're talking about that inner outer world mirroring thing. Everybody in our world is a layer of our psyche and how close they orbit around us has to do with how close they are as a mirror to our personal psyche. <laughs> Some people, maybe they're just an acquaintance. Maybe they are carrying a, a particular trait that we have, but you got to look at how you know we have this tendency humans have this tendency to project on others what it is that we judge about ourselves and what we don't like about ourselves and those type of people annoy us the most <laughs> but another thing to keep in mind is that like look at your heroes or people that you idolize and be wary of the projecting of your own virtue onto them you might see somebody doing what you would love to do and you think i could never play the guitar like them or <laughs> <laughs> this word honestly kind of triggers me when someone's like, they're so talented. I could never yeah. do that. They're so talented. But the truth is that, I mean, there is a natural aptitude that some people have for one thing or another. Don't get me wrong that exists, but I don't like how the talent excuse is often played to invest in outer world person with this power and capability as if you don't have it. When, the majority of the difference between us and our heroes is the time and effort that was put into whatever the skill is or whatever the pursuit is and so to realize like to play your strengths you just got to play to where your care is at because that's what aptitude is it's a function of how much you care and so that's why i advise people to follow the golden chances golden rule (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Right. And you can live your life following the things that are a full 100% hell yes. Even though we've been taught that you can't do that, that you actually need to like suffer to be good. No, right. <laughs> that's not really how it is. You know, follow the fun, follow the care and you'll have wind behind yourselves and everything you do
0: it's honestly I'm, I'm extremely I'm, well said I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm, I actually want to connect them to the, the points like I'm like you actually made them during that so um, um, one thing that's actually very interesting like, I'm, it's, it's also, it's like, I'm, like I'm, honestly I'm, I'm, I'm for, for as long like, I'm, as I can I'm, remember like I'm, I, I've always been telling people i like um, anything was possible, and like um, um, all throughout um, elementary school, middle school, um, high school, um, li- 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 I used to always hear from from other people like um, all the things like um, um, like I couldn't do based on my genetics. I, Based on not having the right this like like not being talented enough, to doing certain things, I'm like I'm like crazy. Like like that was actually prior to i going through my whole significant life-ending illness. and am like my whole healing journey. I'm like I want to connect that. To um, maybe some of my spiritual um, path, like, like, like was actually maybe like one of the reasons like, like why like I was actually meant um, to him um, go through like, to go through like everything like, like I have like, um, was actually this way for me to, to be a um, living proof like like anything like actually is possible. i um, um, like coming back to like this idea that like challenges like i actually aren't they like to bring us down like they're actually there like it's like reveal like our actual like capabilities like and like they're actually there like like to provide us like like opportunities like to show show like like the world like what we're actually made of and then like in the same insane breath it's just like maybe in some ways maybe this was like like God's way of like trying to see like like whether I make actually I'm, I'm sick, to like um, this belief, like um, um, that, like anything is possible. Like maybe these challenges, like we're actually there, like, like for me to like um, um, evolve spiritually, um, 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 like for me to to um, level up my life. Um, and like 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 something that's like so like, crazy, like which like I actually talk about like um, a lot um, on my own podcast. Like um, it's like um, how crazy it is. Like I can remember um, for someone like with all these like speech issues to feel like so like call them it's um, 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 like to like speak like, like as like like my primary form of like communication i'm mean, like so yeah so like, i can just think like like an interesting idea there
1: yeah you are living the example of making the obstacle the way which is what it's always been <laughs> i like to tell people that all the time that you, don't run away from your obstacles. <laughs> don't look at them as like a wall between you and what you seek to achieve. The obstacles are the, are the course. <laughs> it's an <Yeah>. obstacle course. <laughs> I I mean, the metaphor, I think it holds up, but just think about running the hurdles and track. You don't run away from the hurdle. The hurdles tell you where the, the course is. <laughs> so you, you're doing that exact thing. And it's exciting to me that, As you progress in your podcasting journey and your health journey simultaneously, the audience that you connect with is going to get to witness the anything is possible element of your story, which I absolutely love. And I, I think that you're going to do great things. I mean, you have so much ahead of you time wise in life for incredible major transformations and, you know, get the speech thing down, improve that, improve at all areas of mind, body, soul wellness. And I I noticed a lot in people that I work with that the biggest challenges are offered to the people with the biggest reservoir of spiritual energy. (laughs) So it's almost like maybe you needed to throttle down (laughs) and and gradually build up to to whatever you came in with. It it feels that way. You you got quite a glow about you. So it's really cool to meet you.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm, 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 I'm like, I am I'm really, I'm tru- I'm tr- truly, i appreciate I'm, I'm, you I'm saying that. So I like, um, spoke about like, this idea like, um, of, like um, the obstacle and um, being the way. Like, my um, once to, like, so, some of the like, like my, my ideas behind um, energy healing. Um, um, and also how, like, um, especially from like the whole like school system these days, like, um, like so many people like are like, actually taught like, like, come, like, um, ignore their perceptions, and then also like, something. Also, it's very interesting. Like, I was thinking about this, like, as I was preparing for this, like, like the other day. Being someone like who's actually been an athlete my whole life, from like like this, like young age, like we always told like to like ignore pain. Um, like we always told like uh, like the best athletes, like, are we're the ones like who actually um, play through their pain. So then, like, I can, by the time like I can be, people, um, to, like people get like. High school college and then I'm, 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 like post that I'm, like so many people like, like, don't even know like who they truly are especially because like I'm, I'm, like they've actually spent like so much time ignoring their thoughts and ignoring their feelings like and just like like always like, doing them um, as like they're told like I'm, I was curious during your during your um, energy healing sessions would you say would you say like like a lot of that like is about like reconnecting people like to like their true selves
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, your true self is the animating energy in the vessel of the body. It's not, you know, if you've ever seen something die or that is dead, the light leaves the eyes, right? And then they're not here anymore. So your true self is your subtle energy. You could call it a lot of things. You could call it electricity. You could call it uh, chi. I really like chi or prana as a descriptor. And so in an energy healing session, that is definitely the goal, reconnecting them to their true self. And their true self is an unlimited reservoir of this pranic energy that our bodies are a conduit for, a receiver for, from the cosmos, from the earth, from above, from below. And in the process of what we're doing here with biofield tuning, we are finding where that energy is stuck. And it's not ever lost. Like your personal energy, your self is never even if you're feeling disconnected from your true self or you're you're not able to perceive that that true self is always there it is always there it's sometimes though it gets frozen in time you could say and what, what I mean by that is how somebody might have a monkey on their back energetically and that monkey is actually like their four-year-old self who had an unresolved experience that they're still carrying around with them in a way that's flavoring their belief about who they are and when i talk about limiting belief beliefs being what constitutes stuck energy i mean that quite literally <laughs> that you're if you have any kind of it's that's that old adage that uh, whether you say you can or you can't you're right <laughs> <laughs> and we we carry around a, we carry around quite a few i can't or i shall not type of thing in our energy field if we haven't resolved that and found the roots of why we got that belief and sometimes it can be very small and silly like a teacher when you're in fourth grade told you you were lazy a bunch of times and you internalized that and you and you went forward in life with maybe 5% less of your total reservoir of energy because some of it needed to be held back in order to fulfill that belief of I'm lazy. I'm a slacker. And in a culture like ours, there's even a lot of intentional identification with that type of thing that like, Oh, I'm a slacker. Like, Oh, that's cool. (laughs) So that that's the gist of it is, yeah, you're absolutely right. We are helping people reconnect to their true self through this process. And I think everybody's capable of doing energy work for themselves on themselves. There's various ways to get into a dialogue with your life force and communicate to the intelligence innate to your body. But what's great about having an external person help you with that work is A, the agreement that Say when I get into a session with someone, we make an explicit agreement that I have permission for the duration of the session to manipulate stuck energy in their field and bring it back into their circulation, bring it back to center. And it's actually like, it's kind of like just sweeping up the temple, but it's the energetic temple. It's the body temple. And you're sweeping. So we have a six-foot bubble space around our, that's our energy field is usually Uh, about six feet.
0: It's like an aura.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is the same idea as the aura. It is the aura. (laughs) There's a great amount of overlap with other ways of conceptualization of our pranic force. You know, the chakras come into play as a great descriptor, a great language in biofield tuning. And in fact, I think what we're really working with here is a language because this life force is highly immutable. It is, it's the type of thing that often will look the way it is that you're looking for it to be (laughs) in an interesting way so i think you know is there is our energy field actually a toroidal shape like a donut is the chakra system literally physically real and true is the biofield anatomy that we can talk more about something that is concrete and absolute i don't know to me there's I can't tell a difference between it being an imaginary construct that we use as a type of intellectual scaffolding through which we interface to the body intelligence, a language that we speak to the body intelligence and it speaks back to us, or if it's actually physically consistently just like that. I I think, you know, the more I work with people and the more it's 100% of the time accurate that stuck energy hanging around on the right hip has to do with guilt driven overworking or or an inability to put forth a lot of effort that's usually more left hip but you know there's like a very valid consistency from person to person you know i see people that have an alcohol problem or alcoholic parents usually it's both things at the same time that their experience as a child is almost 100 of the time consistent that with the alcoholism thing that whatever the whoever the authority figure was in their life when they were a child had this tendency of if they were stressed out, and they often were, that the kid would be attacked or jumped on or verbally abused if they were seen doing well. Right. Like, that's the consistent thing. And it's it's fascinating. So it's more than just the anatomy of the energy field, but that specific, very specific types of disease or illness or pain or injury, or even habits and addictions have a specific meaning to the person's life you know if you for example somebody that has herpes and hasn't managed to fully eliminate it out of their life you can start to consider like because you know the mainstream is going to tell you oh you have it forever it's just going to keep coming back nothing you can do about it but in a (laughs) the metaphors are very specific so like with that one it has to do with being uncomfortable in your own skin carrying guilt around sexuality maybe even having a a relationship with the mother where you know things are (laughs) where you're never feeling good enough uh, with them and there's you know there's some generalities to it and what it's also completely true that generalizations can sort of be molded to apply to almost anybody at any time but they are also there and they're also accurate so you know, there's ways to discern what it means for your specific type of condition that you may be experiencing, even if it's chronic, or if you've been told by somebody in the magical priestly white lab coat that it's permanent, that, you know, start thinking about your life and maladies that may occur in your body through the lens of metaphor, through the lens of meaning, you know, that it, it works that way. Like, Oh, you're having issues with the, the, the knees or the ankles. Well, what is that, or your feet? What does that tell you about challenges you're having with your mobility in life or issues around, um, you know, the level of the heart or the shoulders or something? How, what does that tell you about the uh, stuck or inability to express something like sadness or like anger so it gets very you know and ancients have had this figured out for a long time you know in chinese medicine they've known for since time immemorial that the liver holds on to unprocessed anger right and it goes it goes all the way up from head to toe that there's specific meaning in every body part and in every expression of that body part in an aberrant Uh, in an aberrant sense, tells you something that you can derive a poetic meaning uh, beyond just the literal, this is what's happening. And it takes some practice to start thinking of life in the sense that it's like a dream to be interpreted (laughs) rather than some kind of narrative authored by a mysterious, unknowable force. (laughs) <laughs> the, the, the author of the experience is you. And so what does it mean to you? That will tell you what it means. And so there's a great degree of learning to trust yourself and your instincts and your intuition that comes with energy work and is a necessary component of energy work, but it, that applies to all areas of life. And that intuition will always only ever serve you well.
0: Right, but first off, like, like, my, my, my like, um, um, a question, like, when it comes to everything you just said, like, a lot of people, like, w- w- would probably hear all that and then, like, say to themselves, like, what actually is the quote-unquote, um, um, right way, and um, it's like, it's like, um, allow your body, like, um, to, like, process, like, an emotion, um, um so that, like, like, um, this way, like, it doesn't become like the stark energy.
1: Oh, super good question, man. So what is helpful to think of like a a way to think of it that, in my opinion, is very helpful would be, first of all, to detach from judging any type of emotion as bad. That's helpful because it's like, you know, the way I understand it and what seems to work with in my working with clients is that everything that we've labeled as a bad emotion or something that we don't want to feel is in a polarity sense attached to something we do want to feel. <laughs> so, you got to let it through. You got to let it happen. If you are the type that has you know, a rejection or you don't want to feel sad. Well, that that pushing down a sadness will oftentimes come out as anger up the up the chain like, you know, the heart will hold on to the unprocessed grief, but then and uh, you go up the chain so the left side of the heart is what, like the front left side of the heart is what really hold on to unprocessed grief or sadness or feelings of loss. And up the chain on the left side of the throat chakra, they're tangential to each other. These energy fields are overlapping of these parts of the body. If you are holding on to this unprocessed, unexpressed uh, sadness, it's actually could come out in your throat chakra as... Uh, Anger issues. (laughs) And so, you know, because like a lot of times anger is has to do with really you're kind of sad and that's what makes you angry, or you know, there's fear elements too. I won't say that it's just general like that, but to comprehend that sadness is a polarity of joy, that they're actually the like, if you wanted to look at things from a color perspective, then sadness and joy are both green, they're both green energy. And so, if you're like, no, 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 I don't want this. Well, you're also putting the the brakes on all of the green energy, right? Right. (laughs) Of that type. So, you know, this is just a kind of basic, simple metaphor, but this applies across the board. Like, we we push down feelings of anxiety, and what we could actually be doing is harnessing the energy of anxiety, relabeling it. First of all, like just putting the label anxiety on it is itself a problem. Because the same frequency of energy that we call anxiety is excitement. It's the same thing. So, what I like to tell, like what I like to do, and so I also like to tell people this is if you're struggling with anxiety and maybe there's a certain thing in your life that you do that brings the anxiety on, you know, for me, for example, I'm a podcaster. So, even though I've been doing it for over six years or seven years or however long at this point, I still get this zing sometimes before I go on a show where, you know, for me, it manifests as a lot of repetitive thinking of like, I, I hope I do a good job. I really want to do a good job. And I don't label as an anxiety. I don't feel anxious or like nervous about it. But in my past, the exact same feeling would rise up and I'd be like, oh, I got stage fright. I got the jitters. (laughs) It's like when I was in a band as a kid, that that would be, or as a teenager, that would be a thing. But what you can do with this energy of anxiety is look at what is it attached to? What am I feeling anxious about? A lot of times what you can do to harness the anxiety energy and translate it into excitement and something that powers you would be, well, if I'm feeling this stage fright or whatever it is about something that's coming up, why don't I just spend this feeling, spend this charge on preparation? And so that's usually what I do. If I find myself kind of repetitively like, hope I do a good job. What if I don't do a good job? Well, then I'll just spend some extra time preparing for whatever it is that I maybe didn't have planned before. And then I don't feel the charge dissipates. I've used the charge productively. And there's other examples like the frustration energy is the same polarity as satisfaction energy. And so what, like when you're feeling frustrated or you're holding a lot of resentment, what you really want to do with that is find a way to swing the pendulum over to feeling satisfied or with anger. Anger is a big one that people, nice people will have so many times I run into this in in the biofield tuning sessions that person's holding on to this belief around anger that angry people suck. I don't like angry people. I'm not going to be angry. However, we actually need that. (laughs) It's in the same zone. It's in the green zone, kind of more overlapping into the yellow. But this anger actually can be what we harness as assertiveness. So if you can reframe the feeling that you would otherwise call anger into this is the energy I use to assert what I actually want or to put a boundary up whenever I need to have a boundary then it has a tool. It becomes a tool. It becomes useful. And that's really the case for all difficult emotions or all emotions that we would want to sweep aside or ignore or hide from that they have a use and they have a polarity to them where, yeah, we experience it as negative on one side of the polarity, but the exact same energy frequency, if you want to call it that, is something useful and beneficial. And so there's a reason for all of these types of charge that our body can hold. And at the end of the day, the best shape you can be in is when you're, a, you're even keel, you're in equilibrium. You don't have any unprocessed or unexpressed of any of these types of energies. So when the energy and the charge comes in, find a way to express it that towards the goal that you actually want. And <laughs> so like you find yourself thinking a lot about oh, this person really made me mad or can't believe they said that and you're feeling pissed off, but you're stuck on it. Like, you know, the next day you're still feeling it. Well, maybe you need to use that charge and set a boundary with them or just something along those lines or set a boundary in general. You'll find that once you resolve the charge by taking the appropriate action that swings the pendulum towards the beneficial expression of that energy, that the charge will dissipate and you won't feel off balance. And then, you know, you get yourself to a zero balance of, of emotional charge. And then when things come in, it will feel more like just a little bit at a time. And then you express it in the moment. And that's like, that's staying in flow and that's letting your own body intelligence and your own spiritual energy help you stay in flow and help you navigate your life because you get to zero balance and then when it comes in, it's like, okay, shift to this direction. Okay, shift to that direction. And it, but if you let it overload and and you, you keep going, keep going without dealing with the charge, as it builds up, you start to get numb to the fact that there's even a charge. <laughs> and, but what it feels like is you kind of get heavier, like uh, energetically, you get slower, you get less mentally sharp. You get less in touch with your feelings. You get less in touch with what you actually want because that's what all these charges are coming in for is to help you know what it is. What do I want?
0: Right. Well, like, um, so like and then the whole answer like, makes perfect sense to me. Like, like um, it's definitely going to help a lot of people out. And um, my um, so like, my life's crazy. So like, have you ever seen the movie inside out?
1: Never saw that one. It's a Pixar one. Know.
0: Yeah, yeah. So like um, um, um like um, you might actually um, um, find that movie to be like very interesting, like, 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 um, especially because like like um, um, the whole movie like was all about like all, all these different emotions like um, interacting like, um, um, inside of like um this um, one girl's head. I and mean, like the whole thing is the whole like first half of the movie, the emotion of like sadness. Well, uh, like um, um, and the emotion, of, like sadness, like um, keeps being um, um, repressed, and like um, um, this, this emotion of like joy, and um, essentially, um, um, wants to be um, I'm the only figure um, like, um, in like this girl's head, um, 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 but then, like. Um, 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 by um, the end of the movie, like um the, the emotion of of um, joy, and um, finally realizes um, how important sadness like um, actually is, like um, and like um, making this girls like him um, experience like complete, I and mean, like she also like realizes like um, like um, every time the girl like um, would, would um, get sad, like, like some someone someone would like like comfort her, um, and, then, and then like and then, like, like she, she'd be able like, to like shift it back like, to like the other perspective. I haven't seen know how like movies that like, are always going to be used like by hollywood like like, um, and, uh, like for always like dark agendas and whatnot um, 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 but like that movie in particular like um, to me um, at least it um, seems to be like a very interesting representation like um, over like um, ha- how all of our um, emotions actually work together like i um, like it shows like like the purpose um, like, uh, like um, in each one um, like when it comes to creating creating like, like the full like human mm um, experience um, I and mean, then, like something else, like when I was um, growing up, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'm, like, I'm, 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 I was always known like fra- fra- dealing with like tons of like anxiety. So, like, experience situations that like, 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 always make me like very uncomfortable and stuff. I'm, 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 I'm like for the longest time like, like i used to see this like, like as like being a bad thing and then like as a result like it would actually make those like intense emotions like skyrocket um, even more especially um, being um, a guy um, guys like aren't supposed to like I'm um, have anxiety guys are always supposed to be like, tough and whatnot um, 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 but then like um, as i got older my like i'm like was like my sensitivity it was it was actually it was actually like was actually this like superpower like I mean like people like are actually um supposed to supposed to like feel all of their emotions people like am I exposed to like and be able like to um, to um, express sadness, like express happiness, like I come like i have like, also like always been someone like who goes like all in like I'm on like everything like like that I do. Like I'm, so, so, like sometimes like this leads to me like getting them extremely happy but then like as soon as like like that, that I'm happy event like mom is like over, like I'm, I'm, I'll get like one of these like I'm happiness hangovers like, like right next like few days like I come like, like I'm feeling extremely depressed. and I'm, um, so, so I go, like all it comes back to like like this idea like of like understanding like, like how important every every emotion is like, as um, all of them um, your you work like like we actually show them um, like, it actually shows like how important it is like it, and to actually feel like i'm like process every emotion like rather than like suppress it um, like the whole like culture like in like society these days as well as like the whole like indoctrination system like, it's all about like outsourcing to someone else like, like, like i'm like oh it comes out like I'm never actually getting in touch like with like your own body like, like never actually i'm listening like to your own perceptions and I'm, I'm pretty sure i'm you, you even mentioned before like this idea like, like when it comes like like I'm outsourcing like to the guy like, who's wearing who's wearing the the, the um white coat like, I'm, like we're always taught like from like this young age like truth I'm, I'm, and power actually comes from um authority like I'm, I'm, rather than like coming rather than like coming like, from um, within and then like one of them the most like interesting things like i've actually discovered like like over like this past like few years like um, so it's like this whole truth or world like so like conspiracy world often like, gets often gets like it's like i'm like, um, a bad reputation like i mean like, I, like i'm like obviously like, I, I, like it's all being done like purposes very like um, as way, like, so, 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 like people actually look into, like the, the truth like for themselves um, um, but like interestingly enough like like i've actually found like i'm going down like all these the like, conspiracy rabbit holes or whatever like uh, has actually led me like i'm um, to to has, has actually led me like to like spirituality like um, every time like i'm like i am looking like one of these um, like interesting conspiracies out there. Like, like every time, like, I always walk away. Like, I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm understanding more of like my own power. I I'm mean, like, like, um, 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 so, like, this whole idea, like, of, like, questioning everything, um, 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 as, well as, as well as, like, like looking into, like, like um, um, why, why are these people, like, are lying to us, like, like um, it actually ends up, like, leading you back to your own power. Um, and, like, so, like, that's, like, that's, like, one of the most amazing things that like, I've, like, found, like, within, like, this whole truth or world like a conspiracy community like is like conspiracy like uh, i'm pretty sure i'm sam Tripoli um, says this um, pretty um, often like um, on um, his show i'm um, like conspiracy like always leads you back to spirituality
1: oh yeah yeah i i love that perspective because it's totally true conspiracy work is spiritual work and vice right. versa authentically An authentic spiritual path will lead you towards recognizing some you know the darkness of uh that exists in the world or the dissonance that exists in the world and vice versa if you are really looking for the truth in in conspiratorial rabbit holes as you describe them it will lead you to a better understanding of spirit because that's the the ultimate conspiracy (laughs) Right. if you will is that we are separate from spirit or that spirit doesn't exist that's the you know that's the conspiracy at the root of all conspiracies then there's a you gotta also be aware with just as there's the science trademark there's truth or truth trademark right. <laughs> right. Yeah. you know i know this isn't something that maybe applies to you but people out there uh be wary of your your own tendency to latch on to somebody's somebody else's truth and be like everything that they say must be right because you know they told me a few things that were right so i trust everything else because with just as that you see people parroting mainstream media and just repeating everything they heard on cnn or fox news the truther world does that it as much, if not sometimes worse, (laughs) you know, there's so much, uh, so much failure to check the receipts on the things that we take in. And it it comes, I think it's not like, I'm, I'm not blaming anybody for this. It's sort of as if we've been playing a game of opposite day and we never got told that it was opposite day (laughs) in terms of like everything they taught you in school, we were actually playing opposite day. So when once you go down the path of the the truther journey there can be a tendency to just turn everything upside down like well if the inverters out there are doing inversions then i'm just going to uninvert everything by now believing the opposite and being a total contrarian (laughs) and so what the power comes in where we can stay in my opinion i think the power comes in staying mutable in the sense of surfing the wave of I don't know because where it's empowering to start researching conspiracies for example is the moment where you go okay I've been told this before I believed it at first because it came from authority it had a lot of points in the category of believability but now I'm just going to shift to the I don't know perspective and go from there like the shape of the earth for example I don't know what the shape of the earth is. <laughs> I used to believe that I knew because authority told me. Right. I, I, and now I have done enough of looking into it myself to be like, I'm in the I don't know camp. But the I don't know camp is a lot more powerful than it might seem. It's actually where potential lies, you know, and I don't know. <laughs> I think it's the, I don't remember where, maybe the Oracle of Delphi, but there's an inscription, an ancient inscription that goes along with the know thyself that says certainty brings ruin. <laughs> and so there are some things maybe that are permitted to be certain about, you know, that that are life affirming things, patterns of how nature operates that we can all comprehend as important to be the way that they are like, you know, life requires Um, the male generative principle and the female generative principle to generate. I'm positive about that. Like I have certainty about that, but it's important though, to leave room for uncertainty in a lot of stuff that you don't, you didn't actually go find the receipts on yourself or that you didn't find out and know for yourself. So, you know, with everything that we learn in conspiracy culture, it's, just as we would say allegedly about what the news told us, we should do the same thing with what we're taking from Truth or Podcasts and, and all that, because we don't want to behave in the same dogmatic way that we dislike about the mainstream and the, the brainwashed masses and all that.
0: Yes. Um, so like, um, I actually totally agree with that. Like I'm 100% like I'm, like, I'm speaking with like, one of my favorite things, like, like I actually. Like, my extreme, like, say, like, say, um, all the time um, <clears throat> is it like um, the, the only thing, like, um, like, um, I'll ever know, like, like 100% certainty, like, um, is like, um, I'll never actually know anything with them, 100% certainty. Um, so, like, it's definitely, like, like extremely important like, for, for everyone, like, to do their own research. Like, I like, I like, I totally agree. With them, um, how you said, like, like um, it's just as important for, for, for people, for people um, um, to not um, be, be outsourcing um, the, the trust, like, into like, um, the news, like, as, as is, like, to be um, not, not um, fully outsourcing their trust, like, someone, like, in the conspiracy world, just because um, the, the news says, like, this is true, like, it doesn't mean, like, the, the exact opposite, like, um, isn't true, but, like, um, um, it's definitely so important, like, to, to be questioning um, everything, like, um, for instance, like, uh, com- com- coming back to your point, like, when it comes like, um, to the um, shape of the earth, this, this, has been, this has been, like, one of my favorite, like, rabbit holes like that that I've been, like, going down recently, I'm, 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 so, like, I'm, I'm, I definitely I'm strongly I'm lean towards this idea, like, of, like, um, um, the flat Earth. But, like, once again, like, um, um, I've never actually seen it. Um, um uh, it, it, from like it's like bird's eye view like um, so, so like can I say um, for, for a thousand percent certainty like um, like I hundred percent know what it is no i'm um, like having said like, like I'm here like, I'm here like some of the things like like um, I do know so, so like um, I definitely know like um, like water can't curve um, 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 like um, I also know like um, every picture like um, um, NASA like has ever shown us like, has, has been CGI uh, um, um,
1: um, or back in the day like a really good painting <laughs> right, yeah yeah
0: I'm, 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 like i'm speaking of it, it's like i'm, 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 I'm headed i I'm universal studios i'm, I'm, I'm headed they and i'm, I'm, I'm come, come up come up with, with, with like the this, like, this shape of the earth like pr- prior, prior to ever going to the moon quote unquote <laughs>
1: uh my to me the simplest way to just figure it out for yourself. If you can't get to a high enough elevation to see something far away and then do the math that they offer to you about curvature and what should disappear under the horizon, which it doesn't, you can see way too far is look into using a sextant to acquire an elevation angle and calculate distance between objects. Mm -hmm. A sextant is a, a device that navigators have used for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And it requires trigonometry, which means Triangle with flat sides, (laughs) so it wouldn't work if there was curvature. And that's you know, it's as simple as that. And I'm with you. Other than that, I've never seen whatever this realm is from far enough away or high enough up to know for sure. But I've I've been in planes and (laughs) it's a a flat horizon. So we know, and that's a great. This is a great way to describe a, a particularly useful philosophy for seeking the truth. Is that You know, how do you (laughs) this goes back to ancient mysticism? How do you know God? What, how do you know God? What, what is God or the qualities of God? Well, if we consider God to be the all or eternity or eternal or that which everything comes from, then it's basically this pleroma concept of everything everywhere all at once, which means you can't really ever define some something like that in a way that wraps your entire mind around it. And you have a full conceptualization of what it is. So this is the apophatic method of finding truth, which is describing by that, which it is not. And so it's a perfect, you know, perfect way to consider the world that we're in to just remove all our preconceived notions of what we've been told about what it is and start by describing what we know it's not. So (laughs) You can find out for yourself without needing someone else to tell you, maybe someone will give you a clue on a method to do this, but there's a variety of methods like the sextant or like calculating for curvature for long distance objects that you can see. And you can now know that it is not curved in the way as described. It's not right. the, it's not the model we've been told. And it is ra- rather amazing how obvious that actually is and how simple like junior high math will get you there yet how viciously people will fight over that (laughs) i don't care if somebody thinks that we're on a spinning ball floating through an infinite void but when you think about the why's and the reasons for that it seems as if it's a worldview that disconnects us from the idea of meaning and purpose and spirit because it's like you're a random assortment of atoms and molecules that just happened to emerge into the way that they did due to random chaos and chance. And your consciousness is an illusion generated by the circuitry of this organic material that somehow came from a big bang to this point. (laughs) And, you know, like all of that is just all philosophy requires some kind of ground. And that ground is a, a belief, a primary belief that everything else emerges out of. So you can never get away from a assumption in philosophy or in a cosmology, and we got to just accept that. But we can get rid of a bunch of layers of assumptions that we have no business assuming. So I personally think that whenever you sort of shrink the world down in a sense, not that it's actually literally small. I mean, when you, can, when you start getting off of the ball, you realize, oh, this... <laughs> the the plane that we're on could be infinite in all directions for right. all we know. There oh. could be like all this, we're running out of space in the world. And it, <laughs> like, really? What, what? Maybe there's infinite space. Maybe it just goes on in all directions forever. I don't know. But philosophically speaking, I just prefer to take the grounds of that. This is some kind of a creation because it seems like everything else that wasn't here and then is here, comes about through the act of creation and through the portal of imagination, which means your imagination is your connection to the divine. It is the mind of God speaking to you and through you. It is the transference of things from potential into manifest reality. And so the wider open you can get that imagination portal, the more likely you're going to be able to fit through it yourself and come out the other end as exactly who you wanted to be all along.
0: Right, um so, so i like, um, I totally love um everything that, like um, you just um said that because like, so that all i like, so perfectly um, um, um so, like, so, so like, like I was actually thinking of recently um, um, do you think um, like maybe some people um the reason um, um, why some people like get get like so emotional like like um, as soon as like as soon as like, you actually show them um, evidence like um, like clearly um shows like um, um, the, the, like we're not on this spinning ball um, and like um, we're not actually like we're not actually um we didn't just um, um, randomly come here like, like through, through through like this big bang like, like um, so, so like um, do you think like like maybe some people um, um actually I, I actually get like so like threatened like when you actually prove to them something um, um and, 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 like it was Against this belief system, like do you think it's actually because knowing um, like we're actually here um, for a purpose, does that almost like like um, put too much personal responsibility back onto the people like like um, 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 who actually want like hang on to this like, like um, um, illusion like um, and, like like um, who have no issue like like being lazy and just like um, just like not living to their full potential, especially because they don't like see themselves like like as like eternal spiritual being like it's almost like comes back to like like come on like come on have you ever seen them the the first matrix movie i'm sure oh yeah yeah I'm, 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 it's, it's like I'm, I'm, do you remember that one guy was like' I'm, eating this this um fake steak I'm, I'm, but, like, like the same breath like I mean, he fully knows like I'm, but, like I'm, he's living like in the matrix like I'm, and, like I'm, and, like the steak isn't even real but then like in the same breath like, I'm pretty sure like what he says like is like ignorance, like I'm, is actually bliss like I'm, so like do you think that like, like a lot of people like, makes you have like a similar belief?
1: Probably deep down, there is some degree of that because truth is light and the light brings healing, right? But healing can hurt. And so for that character, Cypher, it it just hurt a lot <laughs> to be in the, the light of truth. It hurt too much. And that character is interesting, too, because Cypher is a word pertaining to language and books, and things of that nature, it's like the, and also the Sephiroth of Kabbalah, and for that to be the character that's also the betrayer is fascinating because it's like our own language, our own, our own encoding of what we really mean through in a veneer of uh, something deceptive through how we speak can be uh, like sort of the traitor to us. But ignorance is bliss is not actually factual. I mean, that's not the reality. Uh, This bliss, there is so much too of like the modern new age type of spirituality that's just telling everybody, find your bliss, bliss out, bliss out. And I I don't fault anybody for that mindset. I would just add nuance to it that, you know, sometimes you, you got to, your life is going to bring you all flavors of energy and feeling. But that if you instead of rejecting that which is painful, go into it on purpose, then it will be like you get it done up front and then you have more fun later. Right. And there's a threshold too with pain and pleasure in a hedonistic sense where everything that feels good in excess will hurt. So, what I think is going on with the whole uh, fingers in the ears, I don't want to know the truth is what you said, I, I think is very astute that it's sort of a rejection of the responsibility that we have to live up to our potential, <laughs> but that responsibility, that pressure is only our putting it on ourself. And in a sense, the whole like materialist worldview just engenders the nihilism and hedonism that we see so much of in society that, <laughs> there's like just a a bad, bad wiring of our priorities where things that are not good for us, we are conditioned to believe that they're the most fun and pleasurable. (laughs) But you know, if you've ever, if you've ever actually like your shirt says, "Eaten well," well. Exactly, man. And so that the food that has the highest amount of life force energy in it, for example, it actually it is more pleasurable to eat that your body responds to it in a more energy of satisfaction type way than the Taco Bell or the McDonald's. And we all go through some cycles of higher and lower levels of responsibility with, for example, eating like my, my diet could be better right now. It's been better in the past. There's always room for improvement though. So we have to get out of our own way of self-recrimination and self-judgment and Seek to just make shifts that improve things as much as we can as we go on a regular basis and not get complacent or not get stuck in the same thing.
0: Right. I'm getting some like static now. Wait, um, I think I'm good now. Hey, wait, now I'm still hearing some. St- Do you know how to fix static or no?
1: I don't know. It's not coming from my end, is it? It started storming here. No, I'm, I'm, it great. might just be on your, your headphones because I'm not All hearing right. anything. So the, the recording's probably good.
0: All right, um, um, awesome. And something else, like, um, like, um, I actually want to also get into with you. Um, I really want to go, to get into like some of this like like movie stuff I and mean, like symbolism also. I'm, 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 especially because I'm, I know um, my big you are. I'm, I'm, I'm into the Marvel movies and like Spider-Man movies and stuff like that. So um, um, for instance, in one movie like like I like, want to address, like, I'm like one quote like I'm in particular from this movie. In the movie, I'm Spider-Man: Far From Home. Like um, um, Mysterio, um, um, actually says like actually says like this one like very interesting line so within the movie like. Um, Right before um, Mysterio um, dies, like he actually says to, to Spider Man, people um, want to believe, and um, nowadays they'll um, believe in um, anything. Like that sort of like, brings me into like, says like, like when it comes, like, to, um, um, it's like how um, people are like. Like, I'm supposed to I'm, but believe in, like, God. I'm, it's, it's like, my do is exposed to like, supposed to. I'm, I'm, like, we're, we're actually naturally, I'm, I'm inclined like, to, to believe in God. I'm, I'm, I'm like... Like, um, this has this actually been, like, like transferred, like, like, over, like, this, so, 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 like, belief in, like, science, this belief in, like, NASA, like, um, or it's, like, this belief in, like, outsourcing your power like someone else outside of, like, the God, like, within, like, each of us and, like, like um, that, like, God consciousness, like, like, all of us have so my went here like, like some of them your thoughts are like when kind of like like the symbolism like behind that movie and, 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 and as well as like like, the, the, like of like people actually wanting to believe in something and then like, like why does that belief actually turn into then it's like belief in like whatever they see on tv and as opposed to like believing believing their own like perceptions
1: yeah man <laughs> this is a good one uh i don't have a lot to say about the symbolism of that movie specifically because i think i've only seen it once believe it or not even though i'm a giant spider-man fan i'll i'll revisit that someday it might make its way into one of our marvelous demystifiers episode but what you said about people wanting to believe and how mysterio exploits that in the film to become a false external savior is very interesting and how he's like this illusion caster that creates the very monsters that he's slaying uh, fake fake slaying <laughs> that's right. that's pretty pretty good way to enter into the conversation of like why do people want to believe in a god or what is the purpose of religions teaching us to believe in in god and where I would, what I would use as the example to describe this is actually the process of alchemy is a really good one to help us comprehend. So when we talk about God, in, in the religious sense, we get this trinity of a creator, a destroyer, re- preserver type of thing. And the thing about the trinity as a philosophy is that all three are actually the same being, and <laughs> so. Whenever we're talking about God, or if, for example, you have a belief in an external savior like Jesus, you're talking about the same being philosophically. And this externalization of a God or of a redeemer figure or of a destroyer figure in the form of a devil, it serves a purpose as a teaching tool, but when we get stuck in the belief of the literal existence of that as an external entity, that's where we start to feel this false sense of separation. Like the best way to comprehend God from, in my opinion is not as a, an actual being uh or like an actual guy out there. Like there's a, you know, a heavenly father up in the sky and it's, he's a, he's a dude named God. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, the it's a, it's really through the lens of alchemy, easier to comprehend what I mean by this, that the external story is a teaching tool to connect you with the archetype of, of redeemer, of savior. Now, what is this archetype and what does it actually consist of? So you have the masculine generative principle, the fa- God, the father, you have the feminine generative principle the goddess who is the destroyer slash regenerator. They're actually the same thing in the philosophy. And then you have the third being the mercury figure, the one that goes between the mother and the father, or is the balancing point between the mother and father. What makes that third being of the Trinity, the savior, if you will, is that it's the spark between the poles or you know, in the battery, the positive and negative terminal being the God and goddess and then the, the, Re- the redeemer savior figure the mercury being the spark that jumps the gap that is the divine spark in more ancient sense this was a being called eros and eros we still have uh, in our language in the form of erotic love which is sexual love which is what generates new life actually so the spark of attraction between mom and dad is the savior (laughs) because that's what allows humanity to continue to exist so in the in in the how we can see it in nature that's where it exists in nature is as the the spark of attraction that leads to recreation you know the creation coming around anew but to get stuck on the externalization of a savior that they're doing it for you is where we get problems like people being willing to subscribe to the cult of scientism that just around the corner utopia is coming they're figuring it out for us don't need to do your own research that like let the smart people read them books (laughs) and so in alchemy this whatever you're doing to get some kind of extraction from a plant that is the elevated form of what it is doing in nature and for nature you use some kind of solvent, which is the philosophical mercury, whether it's water or alcohol or what have you. But in the, and a lot of times people will leave the, most of the time people will leave the savior, if you will, the solvent. Those words are actually etymologically linked, salvator and solvent, re- referring to a savior. They leave that solvent because, like, alcohol, is a good preserver. (laughs) Again, we're using the same exact word, the preserver. It preserves the uh, life force that's in the tincture, and it can stay on the shelf longer. But in the most pure alchemical process, you would actually remove the external savior. Crucify something actually means to remove it from something. And so if you crucify the savior, so to speak, if you remove the mercury component from the... Extraction that you've created then then you have the most pure version of that medicine and of that natural power that you've taken from the plant. So in the same sense, the religious mythos of an external savior gives people the comprehension of what it looks like to be good, of what it looks like to be moral, of what it looks like to behave in such a way that preserves life and allows life to continue unblemished and unharmed. But if you get hung up with the external savior, you haven't done the last step, which is to crucify it or remove it. (laughs) So you've like in the whole Christian doctrine, for example, they do say like, bring Jesus into your heart, Jesus within you, God is within you. And that's all exactly right and exactly true the the step that people are hung up on is letting it just be an allegory which actually saves you from needing to fight with other people about if it's true and historical and real and my my superhero savior guy is the right one and the only one (laughs) so and and so we it's i think most healthy to instead of keeping it in an external sense that something outside of me is what saves me it is the life force within me and its natural flow towards continuing itself and propagating itself into new vessels and life going on and going forward. The meaning of life is life, that is the true salvation, if you will. It's what allows humanity to keep going. And so I, I that's I hope that all makes sense. That yeah, it's it's alchemical spiritual alchemy to start with an external savior but to then move past that and start doing good for good's own sake, because it's good, because the still small voice within tells you what's right and wrong. Always from the beginning of life to whatever point in it you are, it's always evident what is good. (laughs) That's self-evident. that's truth is always self-evident. And so good and truth are synonymous.
0: Like, I'm um, so like, um, um, I actually went to him to, um, touch on like, something um, uh, like you actually um, said, like, when it comes to this idea, like, I'm um, um, uh, um, like, doing good um, for good sake. Like, I'm um, so like, something that's actually um, really um, interesting. Like, I'm um, so like, pr- probably about like three or four weeks ago, like, um, um, I was actually um, in my i um, sauna, I'm um, 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 at the gym. I'm um, um, like, uh, um, um, so, so it's like, uh, so like some of the best like conversations I can remember always um, happening at the i um, sauna. Um, and so, um, anyways, like, I was talking to. to i was talking to this um one girl who was there um, i mean like um she didn't have like like much of um, a belief in in um god but um, it's like sort of like surprised me And um, but, but then like in the same breath um, um she, she also like said something that was actually very interesting like she actually said to me like um, like um, um why does she need this like this like Belief in something greater. Like, um, just like, um, be a good person. But like in the same breath, um, um, could it be possible? Like, um, uh, uh, like maybe she she almost like believes in God without even like knowing it. it And then like some like weird way.
1: Yeah. I don't think anyone can actually be a truly an atheist. And a lot of people that take on that label is because they're rejecting the story of the bearded man in the clouds, which is fine. And I think if more people would perhaps take on rhetoric where they describe God as like my my current favorite way to describe God is as the life force energy itself, (laughs) that life life force energy is the ordering principle that causes entropy instead of entropy, that self ordering nature of the universe that is clear and evident whenever you, for example, a bunch of metronomes in the same room together and set them off at different times and you come back later and they're all in sync with each other there's an ordering principle and that order is in is energy energy brings about order heightened levels of energy bring about heightened levels of order that's why the sun which is the biggest energy dynamo that we've ever known whenever the sun gets stronger higher levels of order and coherence appear in the realm and when the sun gets weaker the order starts to degrade and disintegrate and entropy takes over you know spring summer winter that whole process that's your exact same thing as the preserver the dist- uh, creator the destroyer etc right. so if we if we look at the life force energy in our body vessel as that which is bringing coherence and order to cosmos then that means it's primary to the material in a sense that it's, well, maybe not primary to the material, maybe the material, this is a philosophical question that's been debated throughout the ages. Like did God create the universe out ex nihilo out of nothing, or was it just a reshaping of previously existing material? And I kind of like the latter uh, explanation more because I have, I see no philosophical grounds for believing that there was ever anything but existence. And so everything that exists exists and it existed and continues to exist. And you know what I mean? Like there's no opposite to existence because it would be non-existence and thus that doesn't exist. It's all, it's all funny. But if the life force is what is bringing the order to this matter, this material, then it is, exists sort of be, I wouldn't say beyond, but like in a primary position to the material and that, means that space and time, as we conceive of them, be, being that they are really mental, that this life force energy is like the mind of God as it flows like wind, wind and mind being very related words, it, like Sanskrit to Latin, the W and the M actually interchange. And so wind and mind are philologically the same concept. That's why you see air sign in tarot, for example, being the element pertaining to thought and communication and speech. So the life force energy is in this in this dimension, if you will, using it in sort of the <laughs> kitschy new age sense. It's in this state beyond space and time, which are, from my experience, space and time are mental concepts, not something that actually creates separation. And so the life force energy in my body vessel is not separate from any other life force energy anywhere else. It's not that it's not just connected, but it's the ocean in a drop type of metaphor that life force energy is the zero point. It has no dimension, no space, no time. It just is. It's what exists. And then life force finds a way to flow and express eternally as it does. So to me, that the thing that animates my body or the spirit that animates my body is not separate from the all and the all being all life force energy in creation that's always eternally existed and been here. And so if you think of that as being what is God, then it becomes, I think, actually a great simplification because that's, that same energy is what, as we talked about earlier in the conversation, is your conscience. It is the guiding principle to your life. You learn to work with it rather than repress it, and you'll find that like, when a certain type of emotional energy takes hold in your vessel and you have a charge that that becomes a navigatory tool like oh this makes me feel this way so i'm going to shift to that way so that i can stay you know even keel so that's where to me like the life force energy is your conscience it is your still small voice it is your guidance it is your it it is the savior
0: so I'm um, going along the same lines. Um, do
1: you think um, um, like um, each of us
0: uh, um, is actually this like unique um, individual? Like, like um, or would you say like, um, like um, we're all in pieces um, of like this greater like um, cohesive thing? Um, does that like make sense or
1: no? We could. Uh, it's tricky, right? It's all <laughs> back to the the cipher being the traitor, the language, right? right? Uh, but I, I don't look at our, our spiritual energy or our life force as existing in chunks or pieces, but obviously in the external world realm, we do have a me here, you there, and these boundaries and bubbles, which is important for the experience of life as a story that we get to go through. So, but, but, you know, when you take on this conceptualization that you're the animating force to your body vessel is the divine, is what is divine, it kind of becomes a useful explanatory factor for why synchronicities occur, why people will be drawn to each other at exactly the moment that they need to be and things of that nature.
0: Like i' I'm, I'm actually I'm speaking with so like, like these in the past like few years like i'm like I'm, I've am i actually I'm, I'm, I'm almost like stopped like believing, like, like in like like in pure like coincidences like I'm like I'm I've actually starting to like see I'm, I am start to see like all these like synchronicities like I'm start to see like like I'm, whenever I come I put out like a certain energy like into the universe like, chance are like, like I'm, 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 I'm actually gonna I'm, receive that same energy like'm I'm, I'm totally I'm, I'm back in return which actually brings us back like, to, this concept, like, of, like, your outer world, like, is actually this mirror, like, to your inner world, but then, like, going along the same lines, like, I actually just thought, like, another interesting jumping off point, do you think, like, it's, like, possible, like, like, this whole idea like of like I mean, the, all like the crazy news that's out there like I mean, like all these these is a massive um, um, lies that like, they' out there like I'm, I'm, as well as like, like Francis like, like coming back to, to the Spiderman man the spider-man movie I' far from home I'm, 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 and then also I'm, I'm, like I don't know like if you, if you had a chance I'm, I'm, to watch um that, that new um, Sean Heler movie um level with me. Oh, um, um, Anyways, uh, towards like the end of like that movie, uh, um, he, he talks about he talks about says they have like um, um holograms and like, and how, like um have like holograms like having like used like for all these years. It's like hologram like technology could that be like like, um, like this way of like getting us? It's like um, manifesting like certain things like um, like otherwise like um, um, we we actually wouldn't even like um, conceptualize them or even like think about like um, like maybe could it be this way of like getting us like it's manifest. It's like, it's need like, like for like, this like external savior
1: well I do like the metaphor of the hologram that applies it's actually a good descriptor for how I'm talking about life force because a hologram is a type of structure where any point of the hologram it contains the information of the whole thing right that's fractal So like, if you, it's fascinating, if you take hologram, like a reel of holographic tape that you would project to create one and you cut it in half, then, then project through it, you'll get a hologram that's in full detail, the whole thing, not half of the thing, but half the size. And so that, you know, that applies throughout the whole thing. And so it makes you think about other beings in the realm, like whales, for example, humongous, (laughs) like that whoa i could see why they would in india that they made uh that one of their versions of god and the savior ganesha have an elephant head because that's a very large being so it holds a lot of the hologram of the life force and but that there's also the exact same full scale version of it in the tiniest of creatures as well so that yeah i'm not sure though what what was the question relating to the the savior in that
0: right and all these like holograms like um, as well as um, all this like Fake news and all these other um, fake things that are out there. Like, like um, could they all be like messing with their own like internal like frequencies? Like, I'm, like, and like, getting us like I'm confused and like, getting us like, it's like manifest It's like other reality like in our external world. and It's actually asking for this like like external like savior to come in.
1: Hmm. So I think I get what you mean that the crazy stuff that happens in the, in the news, in the world being some kind of like macro reflection of right. people's inner world struggle. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think so too. Yeah. I think that's pretty fairly accurate. <laughs> you know, the nine 11, for example, was definitely a tower moment for the world right. or the scamdemic was definitely a moment where our, decades and decades of fear of external invisible demonic ninja killer germs was now fully manifest in the you know but i don't even like to say like they are doing this and that honestly my my belief at this point conspiratorially speaking is that the the conspiracy is that nobody's in charge (laughs) there's definitely people maybe like with agendas that try to profit and, and manipulate off of certain things, but it's all consent based. It's all done with consent. And I'm past the point of investing any power into any bad guys and boogeymen out there. Like we we all made our own choices throughout every step of the way. And yeah, so I think though the external savior narrative, uh, it applies across the board to the way society structures itself when the belief in such a thing is always held at the level of never going past externalization and brought it into the internal, because then you get various crises where they're manufactured with the intent that we have a solution ready for you. We have your next savior ready for you. It's the science trademark.
0: Right. One of the um last points like, I want to make like, when it comes of, when it comes to this like topic, I'm always curious. Have you ever seen the, the movie um, um Thor and um, Ragnarok?
1: Yeah, I like that one a lot.
0: Right, um so, so I can, and that actually happens to be like um, um, one of my um, overall favorite movies. And, um, like um, I was curious, like um, could, could this like whole idea of like um, everyone I'm, getting on this like like' I'm a massive ship and just like I'm just like I'm leaving the, their current world like I'm, could this be like like it uh, says like the game could like it can th- the, like be okay with like I'm going to Mars or something like that. which like as we know like like, like Mars like isn't even like, like anything close to, like it like, can like it's like this planet like more um what like they actually say this but like I was just like, curious I'm, I'm like I'm, 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 what, what, what you're thoughts are unlike like, um, like the deeper meanings behind that movie
1: oh man there's definitely a lot to that we could go over in that movie but the particular thing you're talking about when the asgardians all have to get on a spaceship to leave their world because it's about to be destroyed by Surtur during ragnarok what is interesting about that other than it being clearly allegorical to the Ark mythos, which is at the root of, it's at the root of all the other mythoses that are out there. The Ark represents the masculine and feminine generative principle brought together the hull or the boat being the Yoni or the female power and the mast being the male power. And of course <laughs> it's not a sailing boat, so it doesn't have a mast per se, but uh, other than it being allegorical for that, what I think is interesting is how, as everyone's being taken off the land, they're being put on a boat or a ship called, <laughs> and like, they didn't even have to name the ship, and you don't find out the name of the ship, I don't think, until the Avengers movie Infinity War, and it opens with that ship getting destroyed, but they're, they're like, doing a Mayday SOS, and the name of the ship that they, they use is The Statesman, <laughs> so... You know, I think that I think that that whole concept of the people being taken off the land and onto a ship, it's their citizenship. <laughs> and so in in society, there has been a lot of charge put in around the idea that your citizenship is where your rights come from. And your citizenship is in a way like, you know, it is a salvation is seen as such, because if you've got citizenship and you can vote and you can do commerce and you can, you are now legally allowed to be taxed and, right. <laughs> all, you know, and the, all these different corporate rules that apply to the citizen, the citizenship that is really more of a corporate franchise than, uh, you know, your rights don't come from a piece of paper. Your rights don't come from a tight, a flattering title. So the fact that they're calling that citizenship, the state's man, <laughs> all the people are The statesmen, you know what i mean like they're it's uh that allegory is deep and i hope to maybe even explore that more more in depth in a future podcast with uh my homies gabriel and gordy
0: Mm -hmm. Um, so being someone like who's very interested who's very interested like when it comes to numerology and gematria um, um, as well as like like, um, i'm appreciate like you mentioned this concept of like philology um, did i say that right so like when a couple of so all these like movies being made that do you think like like the creators of the movies like actually know I mean like and they think of all these things beforehand? and like, is it possible that like some people like are actually like like looking into these things too much I and mean then like creating things like like out of things like that aren't actually meant to be I, mean I was just like, like i'm'm I'm curious I mean what, 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 what your thoughts are on that
1: that's a tough question what a- it's a tough question because you don't want to give credit to like sleazy Hollywood types right. to know yeah. the secret mysteries. <laughs> but on the other hand, sometimes they insert such very specific details that reflect the ancient doctrines that make you go like, okay, somebody somewhere knows. That's too specific. Like the example that really flipped it around for me into the category of like, okay, then they, they kind of know what they're doing was how in the first Avengers movie, they are showing the Tesseract and this, you know, hypercube thing. And they're doing this. It's a four dimensional cube or whatever. And they're doing their black ops experimental research on it in a department called project Pegasus. And (laughs) the project Pegasus is a very specific name that they didn't have to pick, but Pegasus in the night sky has a a square pattern to it, the Pegasus Square. It's one of the most prominent and important constellations in in Western uh, esotericism, actually. But it, it's also not that well recognized as such. But in that square, it contains the Garden of Eden astrotheology. It contains the it's the Ark astrotheology. It is the Ark of the Covenant astrotheologically. It's all of these things wrapped up into one and more. You know, you've got the tree in it, you've got the the apple in it, (laughs) Uh, Jehovah's right outside of it. There's like in the form of Aquarius. There's just so many, so many aspects to that particular constellation, the Pegasus Square, that for them to use the cube of this Tesseract in that film in conjunction with the Pegasus project is too specific. So I think that one is evidence in the category of like, they know what they're doing or somebody in the, somebody in the producer makes knows what they're doing. But on the other hand, the wonderful thing about our creative capacity is that if we open up the imagination portal, even with the, even with a low minded intention, but it's complex enough that we have to create lots and lots of details and fabricate tons of stuff. There will be some, sort of like reflection of the fractal that emerges in that in the sense that whenever we access the imagination portal, <laughs> we're, we're basically getting God on the phone and being right. like, all right, what do you want? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do it now. And so the things that come through often will be above and beyond the meaning that we intended to invest in it, but that w- for the discerning mind will be recognizable. It's exactly like you looking at a painting, And you're like, I see a dog sitting on a couch and then somebody else is looking at the painting and they're like, I see a, you know, I see a can of soup or whatever (laughs) that that we have this interpretative capacity that uh, is in in play as well. But I think that spirit jokes around with us in a sense and through us will send messages to people that we didn't even know we were the conduit for. That's really interesting. Like I mean, I'm like I mean, do, do you think that like, I mean, it's actually possible? Like, it's, 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 it's like- oh now your static is coming through. Now I'm actually hearing it. Come in on your mic side. Maybe an unplug of the mic and plug in. I don't know. All right, all right. And if it's all right with you, Jared, I actually need to leave soon. Oh okay.
0: um, All right
1: yeah i think that'd be cool if that's I, all right no but i would be interested to to get into that so let's be in touch and maybe we'll vibrant about it i i am Sorry, I can't understand very well. It sounds like there's a, it sounds kind of like a space alien now. <laughs> it's got like this echoey reverb, staticky thing going on. It's, it sounds cool, but it's hard to understand. Uh I think I can understand you now. Or any of like any pieces of advice,
0: or anything such as like
1: like just like it's like some like tips like like some like, 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 like,
0: like, 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 like improve their spiritual health, like vibrancy, like their lives in, in general.
1: Yeah, to answer that question, I think the advice I would give is to be willing to look for the meaning in everything, and by willing, I mean be you know have a magnifying glass and search for it (laughs) so there's meaning in all aspects of life everything our body does is a message and to stop uh disassociating ourselves from meaning and thinking that we need meaning to be explained to us and get into tune with being able to discern the meaning through our own intuition and that's what's really gonna up level your spiritual physical mental health in my opinion so start treating everything that goes on with your body like it's a message that is a, also a metaphor that for something in your inner world, start looking at all the events that occur in your life, especially the ones that you weren't expecting as some kind of reflection of something that you were unaware of in your own, in your own self and start looking at yourself as a, a reservoir of limitless potential. And instead of a, a limited, you know speck of meaninglessness.
0: <laughs> um, 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 an incredible answer like I'm um, absolutely um, um, love that like um, um, and also like I'm uh, absolutely um, like love cuz like um, like seeing everything like, um, that like comes at you um, um, like as um, like, actually things that are happening for you um, 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 is, like as well as like, seeing them as like lessons and them and like blessings. um, um so um, anyways, um, I went to to um, thank you so much um, for coming on the podcast. um we're definitely going to be in touch going forward. like um, I would also definitely love to like have you back on the podcast and um, um, at some point in the future. I'm um, 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 like um, if you want to tell 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 the listeners where they can find you again,
1: yeah. all my stuff is at interversepodcast dot com. And I've got a lot of content there that I'm sure some of it will be fascinating to anybody. And thanks I, for having I, me on, man. I enjoyed it. Of
0: course. And this has been so much fun. Like, this was this was um, an incredible conversation. And, like, we're definitely going um, to stay in touch. And so, like, um, and thank you so much um, for, for hopping on with me. This, this was um, a truly an um, enlightening conversation.
1: Thank you, Jared.